The ocean is more ancient than the mountains, and frightened with memories of the dreams of time. Welcome to St. Baxton, a Pump Cthulhu real play tabletop role playing experience starring Steph as Clara Carter, Mike as Nicholas Wally, Fred as Edward Worthington III, Ben as Max Anderson, and your game master, Veronica. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Welcome to St. Paxton. I am your Game Master. My pronouns are she, her, and I am joined by my very best friends in the world. And one of my very good friends is going to say their name right now. Hey everybody, it's me, Ben Sonic. Uh, My pronouns are he, him, and I play Max Anderson. Hi everybody, this is Fred Greenleaf, and I play Edward Drake Worthington III, and my pronouns are he, him. Hey y'all, it's uh, Mike Lane here. My pronouns are he, him, and I am playing Nicholas Watley. And my name is Steph. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Clara Carter. Okay, so if you have not been, you know, keeping track of the show, or maybe you're brand new, if you're not caught up, um, have a Google Doc, (laughs) and I made a lot of bullet points. (laughs) Some things that are going to be very important for you to know. So I'm going to run through these and forgive me if you already know all of these things. We're really doing these uh, this little list for the people that have been slacking off in life in general, because that's that's the only reason I can think that you would not be 100 percent called on the out. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet number one, RPCs have known each other because they're old college friends. So our entire group is like pretty tight. I don't really think that any of them met each other on St. Paxton Island. All of them have known each other for a really, really long time. Uh, They came to St. Paxton Island to help their friend Darius, who has now disappeared. The island was transformed into this like a four season resort destination with subtle and not so subtle nods to this group's long running college D&D campaign. The island itself, and this is kind of a, a mechanics thing that you should understand. The island has the ability to completely reset itself when all of the PCs die. It's easiest to think of the island uh, of St. Paxton as like a Rubik's Cube. So like the ground shifts and changes, but it's still the island. I mean, it's still the Rubik's Cube. The PCs are Clara Carter, played by Steph. And you're the island's current mayor, right? I sure am. Okay. Yep. She's also a magic user. And a person that has merged with an ancient tree. <laughs> and she can yeah. sometimes, yeah. sometimes, but unreliably, turn invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly unreliably, but it does come in handy. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Did lose an eye doing it. Yeah. But, you know. She does have an excellent eye patch, uh, which is featured on Steph the Player right now as well. And she also has a very cool face scar uh, that is in the shape of an elder sign. And yeah. then we also have Edward Drake, which is a new <laughs> middle name. Uh, Edward Drake Worthington III is played by Fred. <laughs> He is a surgeon who has who out of the group actually has the best grip on his magical powers of healing. He loves crab 
And pretty much anyone that has ever been important to him has died tragically <laughs> outside of this friend group. So I'm not saying he's responsible, but. Who am I? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. If this were a Netflix documentary, I would be pausing and be like, he is guilty. <laughs> Convict him. <laughs> And we also have Max Anderson, who is played by Ben. Um, Max came to the story in the second season after a long stint in a foreign country engaged in some kind of like, I would I would probably categorize it and Ben, tell me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, as kind of like a guerrilla style revolution combat yes, scenario. Yes, yeah, abs- 100%. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Max has tapped into his powers of earth control. So if you are into nerd culture, you should think of Max as a less cool, more drunk version of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's got some trauma to work through, I have to say. Mm. Um, And then we have Watley, who is played by Mike. Um, Mike used to play Todd, who was the original um, member of this group. Uh, But Todd is now dead. Watley used to be my beloved NPC. He was a moody goth boy. And then Mike took him over. And now he is a moody goth boy with a very deep man's voice. (laughs) How deep? (laughs) He can produce these like long, strong tentacles from his belly. He can use telekinesis and he has a few more tricks up his sleeve. Most of this group did not trust Watley for a very long time until I want to say like maybe the last quarter of the second season. Although I will say that some people in our Patreon discord have like super shipped Edward and uh, Watley. Yes. It is. I mean, there is not an exchange that goes on wherein that chat is not like, oh, my God, let it happen. And I'm like, yeah, hey, me too. They are thirsty I for it. Like, wasn't there a sanity rule that I failed and you said that, like, yeah. I not, like, fell in love with him, but, like, I had feelings towards him or something like that, right? Well, the way that I phrased it was that your eyes were kind of like opened to the good things about Watley because he saved you in this kind of like really intense moment. And so I think more more or less you might have more of a savior kind of complex mm. around him rather than like a true love affair. <laughs> but just from the chat, I mean, they are yeah. – they are hot for Edward and Watley. <laughs> but follow your heart, really. Crab and squid just go together. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that Watley was, um, he was 100% and wholly trusted by Bellamy, who was played by Stacy, who during our hiatus decided that it was time for her to bid farewell to the show. We are all still mm-hmm. friends. There is no drama. Uh, we're super proud of the nearly eight years of content that we made with Stacy. So I don't want anyone to feel like there's a big juicy story behind the scenes. There's not. It's just it was time for her to like have more control over her weekends and to be able to like uh, not get anxious about, you know, being ready for the show and stuff like that. So um, we're super happy. And of course, uh, you know, we, we will miss Stacy greatly, um, but we don't want anyone to feel like there's like bad blood over here. 
Bellamy was able to manipulate water, use occult powers, and generally talk sense into most of these players uh, because she was a psychologist. Now that Bellamy is controlled by me, um, well, I'm not sure what you should all expect, Uh-oh. actually. So oh why don't we just leave that as that it. doesn't sound good. <laughs> And now I'm going to introduce you to what I think are some notable NPCs. And after I go through this list, if you're like, V, you forgot this person that's really important, let me know. I don't know why that's my group voice for you. Mm. Um, But that's it. Uh, (laughs) Just tell me. So because perception (laughs) is everything in this game, after I say a PC's name and kind of give a little brief one liner about Mm -hmm. them, I want you to tell me if you think they are a good guy, gal person or a bad guy, gal person, just because I want to see kind of where they hit for you, because you never know what someone's deepest, darkest motivations (laughs) are or what they're generally very good and uh, (laughs) well-intended intentions are. Okay. And if you don't know, feel free to invoke the shrug, the shrug emoji. Uh, so we have Mary Mason. She is the chief of surgery at St. Paxton Gin. What do we think about her? Well, thumbs up from Edward. Uh, she is my mentor and a great person. That seems fair to me. Does anyone <laughs> disagree with that assessment? <laughs> I would say thumbs up for me um, for original Mary and tentative thumbs up for Dr. Hospital Mary, um, because I I don't know if she's going to fall apart like the other <laughs> the other Laria did. So, OK, that's fair. But definite Anyone thumbs else? up for original Mary. OK, what do you mean by original Mary? Uh, well, my perception of original Mary, Tower Mary. Tower um, Mary. OK, yes. Tower Mary, good. Yes. But uh, Max Max is uh, it's somewhere in the middle, uh, a little ambivalent. I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, I haven't, re- haven't really got to sit down and uh, talk to this, this Mary much. I just know that I can't talk to her about uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> lest all hell break loose in her mind. So <laughs> that is very fair. Fair. Don't break her. <laughs> I, I will say, um, um, you know thumbs up but the recent events have obviously shaken that um in that if something changes or i start to notice something bad then i will probably shift down pretty quickly gotcha um okay and we're gonna go to bianca uh no i'm sorry not bianca beatrice uh mason who is the minister of justice for saint paxton island aka the district attorney. You guys haven't had very much inner like interaction with her beyond like the first couple of episodes. Oh, so okay. This can be a quick thumbs up, thumbs down. Max, would it be immediately like a thumbs like down? A DA, a prosecuting attorney, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out. <laughs> it's not thumbs up, thumbs down. It's thumbs back. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I think Edward's indifferent. I don't recall much one way or the other. Gotcha. I think thumbs up for me, as I recall, she was pretty helpful to us in season okay. one. And Watley might not have any. Yeah, I think he's with indifferent. Her. So. Okay. 
Um, I think I kind of sussed this out from the last couple of sentences that you guys had, but um, I'm going to say 42 slash Alaria slash Mind Mom. Now, this is a time traveling cyborg who in season t- in the season two finale uh, nearly TPK'd the, the party. So um, I don't know. Tell me, you guys think that's good, bad? Is she, is she a good Listen, person? the way Max thinks about it. <laughs> listen, everyone makes mistakes and Max just thinks I can fix her. So that's. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm going to go thumbs down for me. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know if there was like a duplicate issue like there was with Mary. But when we found Nighthawk uh, kind of all tied up in the wall, I feel like that was probably Ilaria who did that. And I just don't trust her right now. Uh, I feel like Ilaria was the one who beat up Dr. Mary Mason, right? So that's definitely a thumbs yeah. down from Edward. Given the limited interaction and the obviously negative uh, things that happened in the last couple of episodes of season two, I will say that Watley frowns heavily upon the Ilaria sitch. Not a goth brown. Oh, my okay. God. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and now we have uh, Nighthawk. This is a kid who can sometimes turn into a flock of birds and always seems to be in the right place at the right time for the PCs. Although Nighthawk was discovered as a mummified shell of themselves at the end of the last season. Um, I think I know how we feel about Nighthawk, but can can I safely assume that all of you are giving Nighthawk a thumbs up? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Watley's mostly thumbs up, but still a little concerned okay. just because of the limited interaction. Uh, so a goth yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> goth thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Leo, who is a local restaurateur and possible zombie or half zombie. I don't think that's true at all. Um, <laughs> He's a great you guy, uh-huh. great burgers, and the mm-hmm. father figure that I always recognized. And um, I won't allow you to say anything negative about him. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's a vote of confidence from a surgeon. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I do still want to go check out Leo and see <laughs> if he's okay. <laughs> One day we'll get Which to Which I've been trying to do for like half a season. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... So I don't know if current Leo is okay, but past Leo was the best. So, yeah, gotcha. last time Max saw Leo was on the was on the screens with the glowing eyes and the clear uh, yeah. uh, predilection for I don't know, probably being possessed by an evil thing at the very least. So right now Max is a little bit uh, gonna pass. He's, 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 he sees he sees Edward towering over him and says, "I'm going to pass on giving my opinion." <laughs> it's like it's like the flash on photos, guys. That's all. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yes, mm. red eyes. No. Yeah. no, I'm a photographer. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> so I don't. Watley might have some additional information that I don't personally have on the situation, but. I would say that he would be not overly concerned. Um, 
Well, yeah, and considering it was your brother that turned him into this half zombie monster and killed him initially, I mean, you do have the taste of right. uh, of Leo's blood. Oh. You share that good, good link with your brother. So, did he or did he not taste? I mean, delicious? it's Leo. I mean, he's had a career of making delicious things. He absorbs that uh, okay. naturally. One hundred percent. Uh, okay, we just have a couple more. Uh, so we have Mr. Melange, which I think everyone thinks is a bad mm-hmm. guy, uh, but he's a former ma- mayor of St. Paxton Island who seems to know a lot about how the island resets, a lot about the characters' past, and generally just a lot more information than most other NPCs know. So can I safely assume that you guys are going to give Mr. Melange a thumbs down like he's not a good guy or absolutely is someone here reasonable? Like, oh, I mean, I don't know. He gave me that picture book. Gotcha. He seemed Kill pretty helpful sight. to me. Horrible. So I don't know. Oh Max God. is like, whatever. <laughs> Melange is just a busy body. Maybe kind of a prick, but I mean, gotcha. you know, Wally was too. So I, I can't really throw stones. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like you threw a stone what? right no. at me at my back. Because Wally was involved um, with the um, investigation into the theme park, you know, so so he's meddled in a negative sense. Um, mm, and so Melange gotcha. has meddled in a major sense, but... You know, but Watley's more like Cranch, and Melange is Ratchet. So, huh. well, when you put it that way, you know, when you put it that way, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. I got it. I understand exactly what you mean. All right, um, our last ones are Tessa, forensic scientist and former lover of Bellamy's. I don't think Max ever met her. Yeah. Thumbs I up. Think so, she's great. He has no opinion. He gets, who the hell is that? I've only been on this island for like a week. That's right. <laughs> Did That's didn't right. Didn't she have a fling with Bellamy? Right? Wasn't there something yeah. there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Yeah. She she went down on Bellamy and implanted a bunch of sluggos into her vagina. <laughs> I think. Wait, what? what? I do Wait, remember what? that. Yeah. <laughs> she was the cause of that. Yeah. It was an accident, but, you know, things happen. Still thumbs up? (laughs) Listen, I just gave you some information you didn't know. Uh, Yeah. Clem. (laughs) Let's go to Clem. Clem the good dog, a former demigod slash dragon, cursed by her mentor and lover, who is also a demigod, whose name is Darius, same Darius, uh, so absolute relation. Uh, and she is now inhabiting the body of an, a gorgeous Welsh corgi. Um, has a really strong friendship with Edward. Two thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Love Two the dog. Thumbs Distrusting. Up. Oh, God oh. damn it. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Watley coming in with the hot takes. Um, and I'm actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so interested to see how you all feel about Darius, the deceased demigod creator of St. Paxton. Very, very (laughs) multiple. Like, I will use my squid tentacles to to vote down. Oh, wow. (laughs) That many people single-handedly fucked up this entire island from Watley's perspective. Nice. Gotcha. Everybody else say bad? Yeah. I I don't know, like, how much my character knows versus what I know. 
But from what I know, definite thumbs down. Cool. Yeah, same for me as well. Um, now, this one is, I think, going to be kind of difficult. This is Abuela, <laughs> the ancient tree that has merged with Clara. Now, Abuela is um, somewhat responsible for the death of Todd. and. Oops. <laughs> but is also responsible for the saving of the group from the last, you know, epic battle that you I all almost had. fixed so. that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fixed? Yeah, you were, there was a monster murdered. in the room. All right. 42 was just trying to talk yeah. to us about something. It was very upset. <laughs> and, but there was a big tree monster and Max decided it was he had to do something. You gotta do Listen. it. <laughs> uh, two thumbs way up for me for Abuela. Um, she has saved me and is wonderful. I'd say she's... And so what if she likes blood? I mean... Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Who okay, doesn't? Wally. Yeah. <laughs> I use it for everyday life. <laughs> I'd say she's growing on me. Uh, she protect. Hey, oh. hey, hey. <laughs> she protected me in that scene in the house mm-hmm. uh, and created like a wood shield or bubble around me mm-hmm. uh, from the police officers' mm-hmm. uh, gunfire. So I give her a thumbs up. Yes. Okay, and I don't think Watley knows. Uh, what you know, she is Watley at all. is fine with you know other inhabitants into this realm so as long as they're not darius he's pretty chill great okay and then um we have one last one this is the keeper of lost things uh this is also an ancient being who collects lost things and it manages the saint paxton historical society's library which the PCs all refer to as just the library, which is not to be confused with the robust St. Paxton Island public library system where inhabitants can check out anything they need from the latest research materials to the newest VHS and Blu-ray blockbusters. That's a, that's a range VHS right there. and Blu-ray. VHS no DVDs. and no, red, no wow. standard DVDs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't think Watley has dealt with her at all oh that's true yeah, yeah you wouldn't know yeah, i don't think, I don't think she really yet either yeah she doesn't really interact with people unless she wants to mm. yeah that's true um she did slap me one time but <laughs> <laughs> i'm still gonna give her a thumbs up <laughs> uh she's always helped edward and um Two thumbs up for me. Always been a good source of information and support. Great to hear that. And um, my last comment about VHS and Blu-ray leaves me to my last bullet about what you should know about St. Paxton Island. And that is that St. Paxton Island exists in sort of a never time where technologies are sometimes missing, larger, or smaller than we might recognize them as an audience member. So it's best not to dwell on it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Now we stop talking about it. (laughs) Stop it. So we have a question from the chat. Uh, The keeper of lost things. I think that was her name. Yeah. Her full name is Ezra Jean Campbell. So there you have it. Now, 
We need to do a little bit of housekeeping. So on your character sheet, if you're playing along or if you're GMing a game at home of Pulp Cthulhu, um, this is a variant of the um, seventh edition rule set. So it's designed to keep players alive longer so you can run more long running campaigns. Um, so one of the things that I forgot to do for two seasons is to tell you um, when you use a skill on your character sheet, there's a little box next to it. And you should check that box because at the end of a, not, not a session, but at the end of a mystery, if you use that box, you can actually improve that skill by 1d3 points. Now, did anyone happen you to do that? No, I did. <laughs> oh, Good. Um, so be if you didn't do that, just be thinking about what skills you know that you did do. So if anybody wants to um, call out to help on the Internet of like, hey, if, if you knew that I actually rolled something, let me know <laughs> and we will let that stand. So um, if you did use a skill, what you'll do is you'll roll your percentage dies. And if you roll over yes, over your current value, you get to add 1d3, which is a die six divided by two, a minimum of one, um, to that skill pool. So the higher that skill is, the harder it is to I increase, see. okay? So just know that next time I'm going to check in with you. So next week I'm going to say, hey, what did your what like notable things um, did you actually get to upgrade? Okay. So you don't have to do that now because okay. a lot of what we're going to be doing this time is just story related and role playing. OK, and the last thing is you all need to refresh your luck. Does everyone remember is, how to so refresh I have luck? One question. No. OK, my luck is at a 98. Okay. Um, oh, Okay, so I'm just going to add one and not roll, but I just wanted to like, so you're not like, okay, what'd you roll, Mike? And I'm like, well. (laughs) Yeah. And that happens in Pulp Cthulhu when your characters are weenies and they don't use their luck real hard. Wow. Um, Thumbs down on that. Fred, on the other hand, as a player, is like, I'll use my luck. I I need to go poop really fast. Uh, I'll use my luck for that. So, you know, he's just willy nilly with his luck rolls. Oh, Fred, you're muted. Um, So the way (laughs) the way that you do this is you're going to roll a D100. If you roll over your current luck score, you get 2D10 plus 10 of luck. If you roll under, you get 1D10 plus 5 of luck. Okay. Uh, Yes. The lucky feat, what does that add? Is that like an extra D10? Do you remember? I think so. Let me look it up for you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I'm back up to maximum luck as well, because I think I, I oh, remember wow. I used a lot of it like early on and then just I didn't get any like I, I didn't need to use luck for a little while. So I think I think that's why I started it like at least the last thing circled on the sheet is 94. So <laughs> it's like, OK, so it doesn't matter. I'm just going to go up to 99. I'll have to roll. Okay, Fred, um, your lucky talent means that you regain an additional 1d10 luck points when luck recovery Perfect. rolls. Perfect. So 20, I gain 22 points back. Very yes. nice. Wow. 
I gained a whole seven points. Excellent. So, but I am at oh, 91 nice. now. Okay. And um, because we ended a season and also we had the end of our kind of like, I would say the end of our mystery where we kind of found out that 42 is a bad, bad person. Um, I would like for each of you to regain <gasps> some sanity. Whoa. So, Edward, I'm going to give you 1d10 of sanity. Clara, 1d10. Max, 1d8. <laughs> and Watley, 1d6. Oh. If Watley even took any sanity damage. Um, do our magic points refresh? Yeah. Okay. So those go up like by the hour. So you can kind of just use those. Okay. Unless you're going like magic crazy in the first, you know, little set there. Uh, you should. Be well, good. I know like one spell, so <laughs> which yeah. I better not be using like crazy right now. <laughs> Uh, no. Have the rest of us used magic points okay. yet? I don't recall. Like, uh, You have used magic points for your heals, but because it wasn't, because it was mostly role play, I didn't really say a whole lot of like, oh, make sure you Got deduct it. that. But yeah, you'll definitely need to deduct that um, when you go through. You are all... Just getting to the old library, you had had a conversation about going there to do some research. Um, so when you get to the library, you notice that the fog, which normally happens every day anyways around this time, is starting to roll from the ocean and onto the cliffs. And it's going to roll and cover most of the southern part of the island. And it's a, usually a really thick fog. So it's actually quite nice to get out of that and, you know, get into some place where you can kind of hunker down for a little bit. It'll dissipate in a little while and uh, night will fall. So when you get to the library, you notice that the library smells kind of musty. And it's just a different smell to you. Almost like no one has been here in some time. Let me know what you do. Does it look dusty or dirty? There are quite a few cobwebs that are on the bookshelves. Um, it looks like some of the wallpaper is peeling a little bit. And there's definitely more distress on the bookshelves. When you close the door behind you, you hear rain begin to fall and just kind of have a gentle pitter-patter on the rooftop. Is there a, like, so there, is there a front desk? Yeah, you can go to a front uh, desk. I would like to approach the front desk, see if there's, like, a bell or if there's anyone even... There is one copper bell. Uh, I will ring the bell. The bell rings and a very small lady looks like she's walking up from stairs that are right behind the counter in front of you. Hello, young man. Hey, uh, uh, how you doing? I'm uh, doing just fine. I'm trying to uh, tidy oh, up you, here you a bit. Looks like it's uh, been a while since anyone's uh, done any cleaning. I mean, no, hey, you might be very busy. Is there anything we can do to help? 
Uh, of course not. This is my responsibility. I'm happy to take care of uh, the library. Um, of course, we are always underfunded, and um, I, I would appreciate uh, your vote of confidence and support the next time we address city council for additional funding. I mean, absolutely. I'm happy to volunteer. Yes, I will thank address you. that next time the city council meets. Oh, thank you, Mayor Carter. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Oh, it looks like the whole group is here. Uh, how can I how can I help you all? Uh, well, uh, we're uh, kind of in between some stuff right now, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we were looking for a spell, <laughs> a resurrection spell. A, a resurrection spell. <laughs> a, a resurrection spell, you say? Okay. Um, uh, of course, <laughs> we have those things here. Um, you hear this thunder crash behind you as she goes from around the desk and she takes you into this old room. Um, as you can see, the... Um, these tomes are in a bit of a disrepair. Um, it'll take a little bit of time and money to restore them, but um, I could make this a priority if you're interested in uh, revitalizing this particular part of the library first. Um, I guess that's... Uh, would you say that's your first priority? Oh, I, I don't think it needs to be the first priority. I, I, you, you know what um, books people check out the most and what would be most beneficial to to revitalize first um, um yes well of course but you are the mayor and um you are all actually the only patrons of the St. Paxton Historical Society Museum and Library wait nobody else comes here I can't say that St. Paxton Islanders are uh, particularly interested in history. That seems odd. Well, why are you going to care when it resets every... What? I mean, how many times has it reset recently? But wouldn't you want to know your history and where you come from? Yeah, that uh, interests me greatly. As a matter of fact. So, the Tome Library will be restored first. Uh, I understand that this is a great priority for at least two of you. So I'll begin work on, on this. Uh, if there's nothing else you need, I, I have a lot of work to attend to. Uh, we... We can browse, unless any of you have questions. Um, excuse me, I, we were also interested in looking up any information on the lighthouses. Oh, yes, of course. Well, the lighthouses would be in our history department, and uh, potentially some of the blueprints would be in uh, some cases where we would display in the museum, but I'm afraid to tell you that uh, the library has recently become uh, in a state of disrepair for some reason, so those would need to be restored as well. Uh, an archivist would need to be hired to come in and properly document all of these things. Uh, perhaps that's the priority I for this I stare group. over at Clara expectingly. 
I, I mean, I do. I, yeah, I think that is a priority. You know, revitalizing the archives and finding out what what has happened in the past, and then we can learn how to proceed in the future. When you say knowing how to proceed in the future and you talk about revi- or reviving the past, you see this look on Bellamy's face as she runs back to the area of the library where all of your journals are, where everything about all of your past lives have been. And you all kind of understand that that's the direction she's going. And you see that this space is kind of completely cleared. It's almost as though all of these journals and all of these things have been kind of like almost turned to dust in some ways. So she picks up this book and the leather of the binding just kind of crumples. A lot of the pages are worn. And the Keeper of Lost Things is a very slow-moving creature who walks towards her and says, It's best not to touch it. An archivist would be uh, a more appropriate person to handle such items of disrepair. How did everything fall into such disrepair? Uh, I'm I'm not... uh, 100% sure. Uh, One day I woke up and, uh, well, things just started looking worse. And uh, day after day it became, well, this. And you see, or you hear the thunderstorm kind of getting louder, and Bellamy just sets whatever is remaining of the book down on the shelf and she walks over to this uh, viewing area that it's this big window that's now cloudy and dusty and she pulls her sleeve up over her hand and she you know just kind of squeaky squeaky uh, gets a, a little circle where she can see the ocean but it's quite dark And the lightning is just sort of crashing over the ocean now. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty big storm. And she sits there and begins a silent meditation. And is just looking out over the ocean. So are these, uh, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Librarian Lady, is, are these, are these just, are these books just lost? Or does, uh, a, um, this, uh, magical arcanist need to, uh, spruce them up for them to come back or is it just gone forever now well I don't rightly know Um, of course uh, funding is necessary in order for things to be preserved and well historical preservation is not necessarily the thing that people want to uh, spend a lot of time uh, looking into so if someone wants to become interested and you know find funding for this that would be amazing and her eyes are just basically laying on Clara <laughs> the whole time when she's talking about funding um, which goes but of course you know I do have uh, I, I did go to library school and I can of course uh, work on these in my free time but I don't really have the ability to uh, take on all of these documents on my own. Okay, so we need to hire somebody to come in and help you. I, I feel like that 
that should be a priority. We can't just lose. We've talked about a lot of priorities well, today. I know. I, we we can't just lose the past. The these journals. It's it's our memories when we forget it. We can't let that fall into dust. I agree with you. And you see that she just sort of moves along and goes back to her work and she begins the process of uh, doing some kind of preservation work. And she has this really nice lab behind her where she's processing all of these things. Are all of the journals basically turning to dust? Um, they are not all turning to dust, um, but if you go in and give me a library use roll, and anyone else that wants to do that can, can assist. Can I even go back there? Or do this along with her? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, unless someone from this party stops you. I would You're fine. <laughs> I rolled a 40 out of 20... So I'm going to use 20 luck and bring that down to a success. You notice that everyone's pages, uh, yours, Edward's, and some of the few that Max have are kind of moldy and they look like they look like they'd be extremely fragile. So you wouldn't want to take them out and, you know, touch them with your hands or anything like that. You would want to be gloved. You'd really want to make sure that these are processed in the, in the correct way. You also want to make sure that these are now kept in like a really cold room. Um, these are paper, so they just can't be in, you know, fluctuating temperatures and they're on an island so it's kind of hard to uh, have everything perfectly preserved Uh, but you definitely don't want to touch those because you could potentially touch pages that might just like tear crumble um, and things of that nature you'll notice that Bellamy's when she when you pick them up or even when you touch them it's almost like they turn to dust on you the older they are, like, the less able you are to even, like, get close to them without this little form of dust just kind of, like, trickling down. It's really strange. And hers are worse than everybody else's? They are. If anyone wants to I do. roll... Um, and I pre-rolled it while we were waiting. I definitely want to go in there and find out what everyone is interested in in this room. I rolled (laughs) a 17, which was amazing. Um, And I would like to use seven points of luck to make that a hard success. Okay, and that's for library use? Okay. So you get a view of the room and you can see that each of these people have like 
lots of journals. And all of these journals are either a black or a brown leather bound. Some of them might even be like red or whatever, but most of them are in a singular color. Uh, Bound notebooks with kind of a gold embossing, which has their name um, and some sort of like... uh, decimal point system on it you wouldn't necessarily call you wouldn't recognize it as like a dewey decibel or anything like that um it it doesn't really match with something that you might just know as a casual library user uh what these numbers mean but you'll notice that bellamy's are in a serious state of disrepair and in addition to your or because you have the hard success on your library roll, I'd like you to roll. Um, I'd like you to roll an occult with advantage. So for that, you'll need to roll two sets of uh, percentage dice, and you'll take the lower nice. of the two. All right, that's a forty-five, and that's a twenty. Hell yeah! Um, I will also use three points of luck to make that a hard success. Okay, great. Um, so as you're just looking and not touching, you get this kind of feeling that's sort of flowing off of these books. And it kind of like you have this um, sort of swimmy feeling in your abdomen. Like as you get closer to it, there's something here and you just set your hand down not on the books but on the bookshelf and you get this vision and you see Bellamy sitting right where you all left her staring out the window but her eyes are kind of glazed over like they're just completely gray and white and it looks like that rolling fog is like swirling in her eyes. And you sense that something terrible is about to happen. It's almost like you get a sense of dread. Does only uh, Watley notice this? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, In fact, everyone can let me see what I'd like you to roll to notice that um or if you have something that you think would be appropriate so you could kind of notice Watley getting this uh terrified look on his face or whatever look you choose to to <laughs> put out there Mike yeah ter- terrified or maybe very concerned Okay, so anyone that wants to roll a psychology yeah. can do so. Okay. Yeah. 33 under 40, <laughs> that is a success. Great. 86 out of 50 is a failure. And 60 okay. out of 30, I also failed. Okay. So, Max, you see Watley at the moment he puts his hand down on the shelf. 
you see as he just like gets this terrified look, but you also see that his eyes cloud out and they have that swirling fog effect that emulates perfectly the fog that is outside. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Watley, hey, uh, wait, wait, you eat some bad, uh, you eat some bad shrimp or something? What's, what's going on there, bud? Hey, hey, bud, hey. hey. Bellamy, you need to get away from the window. She's pretty far away from you. So you're several like stacks of books away from her. So it might be that she doesn't hear you, but she definitely doesn't respond. I will run to her. Okay. You all see as Watley just jets out of this room and runs to Bellamy's location. Let me know if you don't follow. Watley, what's going on? Something's wrong. I'll run after him. Yeah, I will start moving into the room as well. I I will follow. Yes. Like, hey, whoa, hey! I just, I'm sorry. What did I offend you with the seafood comment? I'm sorry. What's going on? As you all kind of round the corner and see Bellamy, you see that her she's like just sitting cross-legged on kind of like a bay window, and you'll see that she's elevated off of the cushion, just two or three inches. She's completely suspended, and her hands are just in this kind of slack motion, but you see that there's kind of condensation that's coming off of the windows and into her palms, and her head is just turned upright, and you can all see, if you get close to her, the swirling, foggy effect in her eyes. Bells. Bells, are you okay? Let me know if anyone touches her. Yes, I will uh, basically try to maybe lift her up or move her away from the window because that's where I'm thinking with all this lightning uh, going on that that's maybe what's going to happen. When you touch her, you get this vision again of this huge yellow eye that looks like it's searching, almost like the eye of Sauron, just sort of like zooming in on you. And when you're touching Bellamy, it's almost like it's just getting closer and closer to you. You recognize it as the same eye that was hovering in the ceiling at Mary Mason's house. You recognize it as your father's eye. That's not necessarily good. And I'll let anyone else go while Mike decides what to do with that information. <laughs> Does when when uh, Watley touches Bellamy, uh, do we see anything? Does he also like get even more foggy in the eyes and kind of zone out as well? He does. He gets very foggy in the eyes. And if you look at him closely, you'll see this yellow eye kind of looking through the fog. It's still covered by the fog, but the longer his hand is touching Bellamy, the more prevalent that glowing yellow eye is. In the fog from outside or in the fog within their eyes? In the fog within their eyes. Ah, oh, geez. Uh, uh, we gotta, uh, I don't want to touch him because then it's just like an electric current. Um, uh, I, 
I pick up a I what is what is around me that's loose? Is there is there books on a table? Is, yeah, you could pick up a book, a chair, any any a cushion gotcha. if you wanted I to. Will, it's Watley. I'll pick up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And I'm in a panic. I I see a yellow spooky eye in the fog. I'm just going to swing the chair at Watley to try to get him to let go of Bellamy. Okay. Um, so, Watley, you see this eye of your father. You'll have a couple of seconds, if anything, to do or say or make it, make something happen for yourself. Do I get a sense of what he is looking for? No. Um, in fact, you would, you kind of like get this feeling of um, maybe with like a parental figure when you're just sort of walking by them and you know that they're just kind of scanning the area to make sure there's nothing for you to trip on when you're a little kid, you know, just like they're surveilling the area. That's about it. Okay. In that case, um, I will retract my hands. Just as you retract your hands, Max, the chair just swings right between Bellamy and Watley. So you don't actually make contact, but you kind of throw the chair down in the middle there. Watley, as you released your hand, you watched as the eye very swiftly darted around. A few moments later... Bellamy falls, completely tumbles off of this bay window where she's been sitting. And she just scrambles up and her hands are wet. Her face is wet. And she looks at all of you just terrified and says, this is it. Um, I'm so sorry that I don't have time to explain, but uh, I... I have to go. And she runs out of the library. She doesn't talk to anyone. She just completely runs out. Wally, what's going on? I'd like to roll a persuasion. (laughs) That's 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 a thing. Uh, 41. What are you trying to do? Act like I have no idea. <laughs> uh, in that case, you'll need to roll... Fast talk? Yeah, fast talk. Thank you. Fast talk. Well, <laughs> Do I get to re-roll that? Or do I have to keep that? You can re-roll okay. it, yeah. <laughs> Is that, so it's opposed against all of us, right? And they're yeah. real fast talk against you. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't fast talk a fast talker. <laughs> 36. Uh, kind of success. Hmm. Out of. <laughs> Nowhere near. Out of success. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm... I'm sorry, what were we talking about? So I rolled a a five, so that was an extreme success for Fast Talk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
you can tell that Watley is deflecting. He does not want to talk about whatever it is that he knows. All right, listen up, you squid belly liar, all right? We've been giving you a big benefit of the doubt this whole entire time, and now you're going to lie to us? Bellamy's right off. How about you just sit down in this chair I nearly cracked your head over with? And we're going to go get Bellamy, and you're going to tell us exactly what's going on. I'm going to run to the door and just open it up and look outside to see if I can see which direction Bellamy ran in. Yeah, it is uh, storming outside. The fog has kind of dissipated a bit, uh, but there is a lot of lightning that's occurring. And you see that she's running toward the coast. She's running toward the ocean. I'll close the door and turn around and say, Watley, what do you know? She's running toward the ocean in a lightning storm. What? Okay, I I don't actually know what she's running towards or to. Uh, I just know that Yogg-Sothoth is gazing in on this world, on this place, and looking for something. What? What's Yogg-Sothoth? He's an elder god? Uh-huh. Okay. It sounds like there's more to that sentence. <laughs> Big guy. It's not it's not a good thing. It's not really a good thing. Um as you know, Darius was trying to keep this place hidden from everyone. He's one of the people that he was trying to keep it hidden from. Oh, crap. Okay, well, Bellamy might be doing something then. Ah, and then Max just takes off after Bellamy. Okay. I will follow. Let me know if you don't follow. Watley, I, I don't know what you're talking about or why you're trying to keep this from us, but I don't know. I got to go after Bellamy. And I run off. Okay. You all run and you know that since the last reset, Bellamy is an incredibly fit person. Um, But she seems to be pulling water from the sky as it's running and just sort of like throwing it in front of her. So it's like making this area in front of her almost like she's able to surf into wherever she's going or almost slip and slide right to where she needs to go. So even her very fast movement, even her very fast movements are faster than you can keep up with on foot uh, because she is going so fast. Um, there are some like little dirt bikes or whatever if you wanted to try and get on those or some little scooters um, if you wanted to try and catch up with her. But at the rate that you're going, the weight that you're, the, the rate that you're running, unless you roll an extreme success on something that you think would be helpful to you, um, you're not going to catch up with her. You come to a really large cliff and you see that 
Bellamy is using this water to like slide down this staircase uh, that's sort of just carved into the face of the cliff that goes down to where the ocean uh, or to where the beach is. Roll jump if you want to try and jump down this staircase and catch up with her. Yes. No, thanks. I feel like this is a very, like, ladder-like situation. I don't know if I want to go down this route. I'm going to hold the handrail. I'm jumping down. As a person that just recently fell down the stairs at house, at my own house, like, oh, the bad and idea. doesn't Clara have, like, bad feelings towards stairs, right? Yeah. Yeah, stairs are very dangerous. Uh, um, I dare say deadly. Uh, I, also, also, is Watley with us? No, I was actually going to cast Dimensional Fold to get to her. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Just avoid those deadly stairs. I'm going to keep it real. I'm just going to just jump really, really hard. I cast jump. I cast jump. <laughs> it hops like me. Uh, Mike, have you ever cast that spell before as a player character? No. Okay. I was looking so for you... it and I couldn't find it, so then I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's in a different uh, book. So for this particular time, we'll just let you go, and I'll I'll give you the book that the that spell comes from. Okay. So that you can find it. Okay. Uh, but I'll bring you in at a better moment. Okay. Jump. Jump. Max. What do you I got? I rolled twenty nine under my extreme success of a thirty five. Oof! Nice. Very nice. Well done. <laughs> so Bellamy gets to the very end of the staircase and begins running out toward the uh, towards the beach, and you realize that this is kind of like a do or die. Like she's going to run into the water before you get to her. So you put your foot up on the rail of, you know, the the safety rail that you have to have for tourists. You put your foot up there and you just leap off of it. Now you'll have the opportunity to tackle her, to just catch up with her, whatever you want to do, but you do land exactly where you want to land um, in this scenario. So you let me know how you got to Bellamy. So yeah, so since she took the stairs down, I'm able to get a good distance ahead of her from my jump, and I kind of roll onto the sand. It's why it's how I don't uh, immediately break my ankles and my neck. <laughs> um, and as I pop up, I do like my arms out and say like way out in front of her. So I don't try to tackle her. I try to I guess I could also try to fast talk her to try to get her to at least briefly stop and say what what exactly are you doing what's Bell, Bellissima please um, Bellamy looks into your eyes and you see that she doesn't look terrified she doesn't look upset at all but she just looks very at peace and says Max you're a very good friend but it's my turn. I don't know what else to do, and you all need time to find answers. Someone will be here. Do you trust me? Of course, Bellamy. 
and she puts her hand against your face and she just brings you in for the quickest hug, kisses the side of your your face and then pushes you down into the sand. So she just moves you very quickly. She, again, is a Tai Chi master um, and she has like all of these additional like uh, (laughs) martial arts things that she knows. And she just very gently just pushes you down with one of these moves where you just end up sitting in the dirt. She goes a few more steps towards the ocean water and Watley, you use the dimensional fold. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And you are standing right beside her. Bellamy, do you mind explaining what you're doing? A huge bolt of lightning just crashes across the sky and illuminates the sky. And you see, along with Bellamy, whatever it is that she had seen in her vision, there is a huge figure rising out of the ocean with massive tentacles that are coming from all directions and it lifts up and you can see the huge droplets of water or you can see the watershed and gigantic wings that just kind of pull out as this lightning crashes. She looks at you and says... I am their only hope. You have to stay with them, and you have to save them. Okay. I give her a quick hug and squeeze her hand, and then let go. Bellamy squeezes your hand, and she gives you, like, three sequential squeezes. It's kind of a, I love you. You're a friend. You're important, you know? And then she sweeps up some water into her hand, just pulling the ocean wave towards her. And she pushes you back with this water all the way toward the cliff. All of you are now standing kind of closer to the cliff than to the actual, like, you know, where the water meets the the sand. And another bolt of lightning crashes, and you all see this terrifying beast. But in addition to that, you see coming out of the water these huge, gray, kind of shambling masses. And there is your friend just standing in the midst of all of this. Another bolt of lightning crashes across the sky and you see that in addition to this monster, which is continually getting closer and closer, you now hear this gigantic roar, which just sort of shatters and crumbles some of the face of the cliff behind you. You also see these winged flying beasts that are coming closer and closer to you. And you watch as Bellamy starts swinging her staff that she carries because she does this particular type of Tai Chi that has a staff. She starts 
swinging this around and you watch as she just levitates off of the ground. And she plunges her staff into the beach, kind of at just a a 30 degree angle. And you all hear this big like rush of, of almost like wind, but it's going against the wind of the actual tide and the sea winds that are rolling in. And you watch as your friend Bellamy turns into a solid white rock in front of you. It begins raining very, very hard. A bolt of lightning goes across the sky. And you don't see this terrible beast rising from the ocean. You see two humanoid figures walking on the water toward you. Let me know what you do. I turn to Edward, Clara, and Watley. I, so I, she said someone was coming. I, this might be them. She said someone. She didn't say two, but uh, I don't know. Things are a little, things are a little wild. I don't know. Did you see that creature out the in the water? What was that? It was huge. What was that? I don't know. As you all take a moment to kind of relive what you just saw and to look at other people and know that because they're asking this question, it really did happen, you roll sanity. Damn it. That's why I wasn't talking about it, right? God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, by the way. Listen, listen. See something, <laughs> say something. That's that's what I always say. <laughs> when I rolled the increased sanity, I got a one. So it went up by one point. <laughs> well, I rolled a three wow. when I re- increased it, so it didn't it didn't go much for you either. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> <sighs> well, when we got sanity back, I got six sanity points, which brought me from 60 to 66. I just rolled a 69. Nice. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) Very nice. That is so low. Oh my Uh, god. Mine's lower. Uh, uh, I rolled rolled under uh, because my sanity's at 49. Uh, (laughs) And. What have you been doing? Did you not? Did you not watch the promo video? I've seen some things. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, no, but I did roll a forty, so so you're good. good. Okay, okay. I rolled seventy-two out of ninety-four. What ninety-four? So I'm okay, I'm so fucking seeing you guys. God damn! <laughs> Says the person missing an eye but... with a tree creature growing out of her. <laughs> She's accepted Listen, things. You gotta go with the flow when that happens. <laughs> so my one point increase brought me to a 66, and I rolled a 97. Oh. <laughs> so just... Okay, let me think about this. <sighs> and you can't use luck points on sanity rolls, right? 
Yeah. Right. That's correct. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Max and Clara, you look at each other and you think like, okay, this must be the people that Bellamy was talking about, you know, when she said that to Max. Um, do you guys want to walk out to meet them? I would say yes. You said they're walking on the water? Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to walk towards them. Yeah, come closer, because we're closer to the cliff now, so coming more onto the beach now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would walk down the beach. As you guys kind of approach Bellamy, you see that she's just kneeling um, at the edge of this beach, and the stone facade... Um, You can tell it's not a stone facade. You can tell that it is 100% pure whatever this is. Um, Do either of you inspect what she has become? So is it like she's like a Greek statue now where she's like in a pose? Okay. Yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's just posing here on the beach now. Yeah, I would want to kneel down next to her and put my hand on her shoulder and just okay. just look at her and see what I can see. Uh, you see a very detailed sculpture of your friend. And I would like you to roll. Um, do you have any science skills? <sighs> um, no. <laughs> what about cooking? Cooking. <laughs> Not a skill. Uh, how about <laughs> medicine or natural world? <laughs> I can't read well with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took my sunglasses already. Um, <laughs> uh, natural world, I have a 10. Um, where's cooking on here? And these same things will apply to you okay. too, Max. Yeah, I think cooking's just um, something we would just have to like insert there on our, for ourselves. So if you don't have it already, yeah. I assume it's like a, probably okay. a zero or like a 10. If it's like a base, like you've made a peanut butter okay. and jelly before so yeah it looks like natural world is going to be my closest okay go for it max you can also roll natural i would world love to roll natural like. world <laughs> oh gosh okay i rolled a 65 out of 10 you want to use any luck for that I feel like this is really important to me to know what happened to Bellamy. So, yeah, I'm going to use 55 luck points <laughs> to make that a success. I appreciate that kind of commitment. Uh, Max, uh, I rolled what a 44 over 10. I'm not going to. Max would just, if, if it came to him, okay. it came to him. He's... He's just kind of rolling with it. Clara, you have this memory of this time that you and Bellamy had to take this really boring religious studies class. And you remember having this story, um, this like ancient kind of uh, tale, uh, folklore of this woman who turned into salt 
And you both had just thought like, oh my God, what a dumb, like if you're going to turn into something, why would it be salt? You're just going to melt at the next rainfall, you know, like so silly. And you realize that like when you get close to her, she smells like almost like brining pickle brine type of thing. And so if you were to lick your fingers, you could immediately tell that this is salt. And she will eventually just dissolve into the ocean here because that is where she stood. So she won't be here forever. Oh. Tell me, what have you done? You hear footsteps come up behind you. And you see two people standing before you. One of them is carrying a really big book. Uh, Max will turn around and look at them. Um, hello. How are you? How was your trip from the ocean? I, uh... Our trip was fine, I guess. Uh, sorry, it took us, uh, like, you know, like, four million years or whatever to get here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. My name is Xander Kane. Uh, this is my wife. Um, we've been looking for... You know, this place, uh, the, 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 this is Clem's place, right? Oh, you know Clem? Wait, how do you know Clem? And first of all, nice to meet you, Xander. Uh, she... uh, you know, it's normally polite when you introduce your wife to also give her name as well. Just a heads up, buddy. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, uh, yeah, this is my wife, Anya. Xander, it's a pleasure. Anya, it's a pleasure. Uh, but yeah, how do you know Clem? She came to aid us in a time of need, but unfortunately our world expired. And we've been traveling for, well, as my very polite husband has said, <laughs> millions of years trying to find the next place. Um, but I, I think we might be a little too late. If you, if you don't know, there are other worlds than these, and they're quickly being absorbed by these creatures. Um, and they both look at each other, and they nod. And Xander speaks up again. Okay, well, I guess this is as good a place of it as any to make a sacrifice. Whoa, whoa. Whoa there, buddy. Here. Here's a book. Um, it's kind of everything that we know so far. Um, it, it has this special power. It'll keep making pages. Uh, it contains all of the knowledge, you know, just... Uh, we've, we've just sort of called it uh, the ongoing annals of Xander and Anya, but that's a really long title. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. Also, sacrifice? it's not very organized. For me, not for you. you. You just spent, like, how long getting here? And 
What's going oh. on? Okay, I'm. So- are you unaware that the great outer god Cthulhu is just like rap tap tapping on your door out here? The great old one. Yeah, apparently I am unaware of that. We've had some things going on around here. Okay, let me let me let me just explain this to you. You, you know how to use like uh, the old one's magic, right? You all are, I, I would assume, experienced users. <laughs> you understand how to. Right. Nothing. Uh, mm. Well, I've. I, I've done a spell. Mm-hmm. She has. It, m- you see that Anya and Xander just look at each other, and they are very disappointed, very scared. They seem like, we've made a terrible, terrible mistake. We chose the wrong world. This is St. Paxton, right? This is St. Paxton, it, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, we're too early. It's too early. And they just sort of shrug. And Xander and Anya stand behind Bellamy and they put their hands in kind of this like weird formation on her back and kneel down behind her and you feel this like great power coming from them and you watch as they just are absorbed into Bellamy's statue Clara when you go back with your natural world spell you see that this porous material isn't necessarily porous anymore and you go and you touch and you lick your fingers and whatever it is it isn't salt anymore It seems to be some kind of a stone, like a real stone that isn't going to dissolve maybe as quickly. And are they stone figures behind her as well? No, they're totally, they've totally disappeared. So whatever, yeah, whatever it is that they did, they're inside of her. They've strengthened her spell. That's kind of maybe the, the closest you might get to an answer. Did they take their book with them? They gave you the book. Oh, they gave us the book. Okay. Edward and Watley. You both are just sort of standing against the beach. And you've kind of clasped each other's hands because, my God, it's been like so much. And you hear this like click, click, click behind you. I glance to see what it is. You see this shadow moving around. And before you see it, before you hear it, you smell it. You smell cigarette smoke as it wafts around you. And in front of you, a small orange light as someone takes a long drag of a cigarette. And that's where we're going to call it. Ah!
Oh, shit. Uh, well. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who is this mysterious smoking stranger? <laughs> Who indeed? Okay, did everyone have a good time? Yes. yes. Goosebumps. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad. Okay, sorry we went a little bit longer than I thought we were going to. Um, I'm going to try premier, and keep these episodes premier. up. Yeah. We had some catching yeah. up to do. We had some catching up. <laughs> yeah, I got all dressed up. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Steph and Fred both got dressed up. Yeah. He's in his monster <laughs> shirt or his crab shirt. Maybe next week I'll be in a wig. Uh, there you go. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, thank you so much to everyone that came out and watched the stream with us tonight. It was a total blast. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to follow the show, you can follow us at St. Paxton Podcast on Twitter and I think on Instagram, although I do not think we post there. Um, And let us know if we should get a TikTok. I'm really on the fence about it. Really on the fence. Uh, But yeah, Uh, Ben, where can people find you on the Internet? They can find me on Twitter at Ben Stonick. That's B-E-N-S-T-O-N-I-C-K. And this is Fred, and uh, I'm here for all of your Watley Edwards ships. And you can find me at I Think I'm Fred. Hey, everyone. Mike here. You can find me at One Gaming Lane. And I'm Steph. You can find me at Starlit Firefly on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, wherever. And I'm at Typical Veronica on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. No, not on MySpace. 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 Um, Friendster. If there's there's an internet that's being given to you for free with ads, I'm there. Uh, (laughs) Thanks so much for uh, coming and hanging out with us. And thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, A special thanks to our patrons who support us. If you are interested in supporting us, you can go to patreon.com slash St. Paxson podcast. And uh, we release this cool podcast called Take a where we talk about the previous episode. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. actually pretty good content if I say so myself. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and we have some upcoming merch that's going to be exclusive to our patrons as well. So uh, be sure to check mm-hmm. that out if you are interested. Sweet. And uh, coming up this week, we've got Tim playing video games here on Twitch. Um, of course, Tuesday night, we have have um, a really small up-and-coming podcast called mm-hmm. uh, Greetings Adventurers. <laughs> We're really trying to bump them. I mean, they're teeny tiny, yeah. and we want they them to get support. more views. So uh, definitely come out and watch <laughs> them. And uh, we've also got Vason, which is uh, Michael DeMauro and myself and our friends uh, Bridget and Justin Connell and Michael's wife Carly playing the Vason horror RPG. Huh. Uh, but mostly... It's costumed and it's very fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, be sure to come and hang out with us. There's a lot of stuff uh, happening on the channel, so it should be a great time. And next week we are going to be giving away some Cthulhu uh, enamel pins. So tell your friends nice. that's going to be in our giveaway next week. So make sure that you come Sweet. and hang out and we'll have a cool uh, giveaway for you then. And uh, we'll see you next time. 
Bye. Bye. Okay, give me just one second so I can talk to my daughter. Daughter <laughs> pause. What's going on, guys? God, there was a lot of fucking stairs down there. Watley, how did you get here so quickly? What? Dude, Max, that jump was sick as fuck. That was so dangerous, Max.